What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Richard Geek. Today, we welcome Ian Ippolito. Ian is the founder and head of an alternative asset investing club called the Private Investor Club. Now, what is alternative asset investing? Not only can you invest in real estate, private debt, private equity, venture capital, but did you know that you can invest in litigation finance and even music royalties? The Private Investor Club is the premier choice if you're looking for different ways to invest. The club has 4,500 plus members with over 8.3 billion in investable assets. This place gives investors access to high quality deal flow, detailed due diligence, and a special deals that they couldn't find on your own. Now, Ian's been featured in USA Today, Bloomberg News, The Wall Street Journal, Realtor.com, Curbed, and more. Very happy to have on Ian Ippolito. Uh, he's the founder and head of, uh, it's very exciting. It's an alternative asset investing club and it's for the private investors and we're we're going to dive into it you know i'm excited i think that our listeners are really going to you know dig this uh you know how you doing and let's let's jump right into it yeah i'm doing great how about you doing fine uh where are you located so i'm in tampa florida Oh, well, okay. I, I don't feel sorry for you. I, I like making fun of the Northeasters <laughs> and I'm in Scottsdale. So it's uh, okay. Well, it's pretty good there and pretty good here. We really can't complain. Yeah. Whether or not, you know, you want cactus or the ocean for your view, I guess. You know, it's, <laughs> That's right. Uh, I love Tampa. It's a great place. Um, so you are, if I'm not uh, misinformed, um, were you in, you were in tech? Yes, that's right. So uh, originally I was a, uh, an entrepreneur. Well, actually originally, originally I was a programmer yeah. and, uh, so started off doing that and then, uh, kind of wanted to start my own business. So I started a, a company. It was called Rent-A-Coder. It eventually became V worker, but was a way for programmers to do work on the internet and for people to hire programmers on the internet originally. And then it kind of expanded into working into like, all sorts of remote work, like writing and translation and legal work and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, had my exit from that. And that's kind of what transitioned me into the new, my new world, you know, of investing and things like that. Yeah. And this is, uh, to me, extremely exciting. Um, it's a concept that I have, haven't heard of because, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but you're actually investing 
and the different type of alternative things that I didn't even know you could, you know, but before we get into the exciting meat, you know, it's a little teaser, everyone. Um, what is the private investor club? So, so what it is, is so I told you, I, I had this, this company that it did well and I sold it. And so now it was time for me to figure out how do I invest my money? And, you know, the traditional advice was just to go out there and buy a certain amount of stocks and a certain amount of bonds. And, you know, I, I didn't really feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So, and at the time, real estate crowdfunding had just started to become popular. Uh, there were all these websites out there where you could invest in real estate, but it was really hard to figure out, you know, which ones do I want to put my money into. They all say they're awesome. <laughs> so, um, so I basically did a whole bunch of research. I, I spent a couple months, I hired an assistant and we, we, we dug into all these individual websites. We uh, interviewed different investors in them to see who liked them and who didn't. And so I had all this analysis for me to invest in. And the word kind of got out that I had created all this. And so people started asking me, hey, Ian, can I, can I get a copy of that? Can I get a copy of that? And I got co- tired of everyone asking me for a copy of it at one point and then said, look, it's going to be a website. I just put it all out there on the website and you can go and grab it. So it became this website called the Real Estate Crowdfunding Review. And even today, it still gets, you know, probably about 15, 16,000 people coming in every single month to look at stuff about real estate crowdfunding. But what I I realized is I really wanted a place where, so it's great. I love, I love, I love that. But I wanted a place where I could like talk privately about deals or like we could, I could source deals because, you know, a lot of times it's hard to find a good deal. So a place where, you know, people could cooperate together to find good deals. We could talk privately and do due diligence on them because maybe I don't know how to really dig into this particular type of deal, but there's going to be somebody else who does. So collaboratively, the idea was to be able to do that and then sometimes be able to aggregate enough money to bring something significant to a sponsor and get a good discount where individually I wouldn't be able to myself. So that's how the, the club got started and uh, and that's what it is. And it's grown like crazy. It was over uh, over four thousand five hundred members, eight point seven billion in investable assets. Actually, we just went over five thousand just recently. So um, it's just growing like crazy and doing well. Yeah, that's that's wow, that's fantastic. Now, are you on both sides? Do you have people that want to put money, invest with you? But do you also bring in the sponsors or do you are the types of deals that you're doing with? Is it something that if someone's listening that um, wants to do a syndication or a fund, they can approach you on the sponsor side also? Yeah, that's the way it works. So so basically, you know, the club itself does not run any syndications or things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a place for investors to invest passively. Mm-hmm. And so. We, get, we take deals from wherever we can find them. We, we take them from the crowdfunding sites. We have, like you're talking about, individual syndicators that come and they have certain deals. We'll look at those. And there are just club members who are like, hey, I ran into this deal and they'll put it out there. So we look at all of those things together and, and that's how we find our deals. Wonderful. And on the um, investor side, uh, accredited only, what is your requirements um, and minimum. Well, yeah, it is accredited. In the past, it, it was not. And mm-hmm. it just became that 99% of the offerings have, you have to be accredited yeah. to get into. So now, now it is accredited. And, and yeah. we actually have some offerings where someone's got to be accredited and some where you have to be a qualified client 
which is 2.1 million. And some we have to be a qualified purchaser, which is 5 million. So we have all these kind of levels of things that people can invest in, but the minimum is accredited. Yeah. And that makes sense. You know, with the syndications that I've done, it's to me, uh, how do I say it? it? The anxiety level goes down when I have accredited investors only. Um, you know, you, you kind of live and learn uh, with those types of things. Now, yeah. uh, on the investor side, we'll stay on that. Now, what has made me extremely interested and has piqued my curiosity is the types of off-platform investment types of deals that you deal with. I I couldn't believe that... Um, litigation um you know litigation we know finance you're probably talking about yeah, yeah it's what very interesting yes tell, tell us about <laughs> some of some of the the very cool things that i can actually invest in uh it's crazy yeah yeah and and most people don't realize these things exist because they, they are kind of esoteric or they're kind of strange but um litigation finance is one that i, I like i mean so, so, so the basic idea is, you know, maybe that person has their real estate investments and their stock market investments, you know, whatever they are, and they all have kind of their own cycles, you know, things go up, things go down. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about litigation finance is it's not really tied to any of these cycles. So that's the first thing. So basically what it is, it's this. So the, the very basic type of litigation finance is, is like purchasing a stake in a case. So it's a, you know, it, it's, a, it's a lawsuit. And, um, and, and, and the, the litigation funder can be on either side of the lawsuit, but uh, typically, you know, they are expecting the lawsuit to come out with some sort of benefit to them in the end. And if it does well, they're going to they're profit from it. If it does poorly, now this is the interesting part, because of the way the legal uh, kind of arena works, you can't make a loan to a, to a legal firm. It's not allowed. So they're not allowed to say, hey, well, if you lose you still owe me the money. This is a loan. So it has to be structured in a way where if, if they lose, you don't get back any money. So there's that binary risk, right? You're investing in, if you invest in one of these, easily could go the wrong way. Hmm. So, so there's things that, that, are, that are done to kind of mitigate that risk. So one is to invest in a lot of cases rather than one. And then they have other ones where what they'll do is, well, they'll say, well, if I lost this particular case, I still want the money that comes in from like these 10 other cases if, if they don't. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's called a port. So there's different ways that they structure it to make it a lot safer than that binary risk. But the advantage is just, just that it has nothing to do with the economy. It has nothing to do with the cycles. It has nothing to do with recessions. It's just picking. It's picking well. And if you pick well, you know, then you do well. So, so, so that's the advantage. It's uncorrelated. The loan is someone that um, it, it's not the law firm, but you're basically they're giving loans to people in order to have them afford the legal fees? Well, you know what? There, there's multiple types, actually. So what I found interesting is it's done almost in every, all sorts of ways. There's different types of law and there's different ways of funding, like what you're talking about. Hmm. The ones that we typically are looking at are usually funding the attorneys themselves. Um, you know, maybe they wouldn't be able to, an example is this, okay. Say that there's been a large company that did something, you know, um, that looks like a pretty strong case. They did something bad. Um, maybe they have a product that 
is hurting a lot of people or, you know, maybe it caused a lot of health problems or something. Well, that's a really huge company, right? So it's got a lot of resources, huge, huge team. And then you have this, this lawyer who has a case that they believe, but they're just like a single law firm. A lot of these law firms are not actually very big. So how do they go up against that party? It's it, a lot of times they can't. And, and these big firms depend on that a lot of times. They're like, look, you don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but instead what that person can do is they can take it to a litigation funder and they go, well, this is actually a pretty good case if the person just has enough money to be able to go the distance with this big company. In fact, we think that like it's a slam dunk. So we'll go ahead and we'll finance that. Hmm. And, and what they'll do is they'll set up like milestones. So they'll go, okay, well, here's the first step where it's like a motion to dismiss is usually the first step, I guess. But I'm not an attorney, but I've learned all this stuff, which is basically, you know, the first, the other side will try to get them to throw it out mm-hmm. of court. And so the motion for dismiss comes and hey, it's, it's still hanging in there. Okay, we'll give you a little bit more money. They get to the next step. Oh, okay, we'll give you a little bit more money. And so, you know, as it goes higher and higher and higher, they're like, okay. And by the, if it's gone all the way, they're, they are fully funding that thing and feeling confident, you know, that they hopefully can get a return. Fantastic. That's, that's amazing. I, <laughs> I had no clue. Um, now, <laughs> another one that I noticed uh, that piqued my interest is royalties. Yes, yes. Music royalties. You know, Something also, I, I never really thought about it even a couple of years ago. Okay, so again, the idea here is very recession resistant. So it's like, if we think about what just happened with COVID-19, there, so, some companies did fine, other ones got hammered. Mm-hmm. But all of us were, a lot of us were at home. And at home, we were listening to music and we were watching movies that have music in them. So all those things are things that trigger music royalties. So every time you listen to music or you're watching a, a video or a show and it's playing music, money is paid to whoever created that music. And a bunch of parties, actually, like the person who wrote the music, the person who performed mm-hmm. the music. And you can participate in, in all sorts of different ways. So what's really cool about these music royalty investments is it's considered a very steady stream of income. Because like I said, it's like, you know, People, even even if times are bad, you kind of want to listen to your music no matter what, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even especially when times are bad, you mm-hmm. kind of want to listen to your music. So, you know, it tends to be a steady stream of income um, and you can kind of play it in different ways. You can kind of invest in like the hot hits, the latest, if you kind of feel you have a good feel for what's going to be coming out and, and what's going to be popular. Other ones will invest only in like the tried and true ones that have been, you know, the iconic songs that have lasted for decades, you know, and, and that everybody loves. That's another strategy that you can go with. So there's different kinds of strategies to, to kind of play it, but, mm-hmm. but that's the general idea. Wow. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And you have, uh, of course, it, you know, everyone, you also, you have the tried and true, the real estate, um, private debt, yeah. private equity, uh, the venture capital mm-hmm. and, and things like that. If, if the investors are like, you know, I don't know about these things, you know, let's kind of dip, let's kind of thing. stay in like uh, hotels, you know, stay in things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now on the sponsor side for our listeners that are active in syndications and funds, um, mm-hmm. let's talk about with the sponsor, what is your requirements um, for me to bring a possible deal to you yes well you know what, what's interesting is it's such a wide club 
that I'd, I'm not the one that goes, you know what, I think this is a great deal or I think this is a bad deal because with a wide club, everyone's going to have a different opinion. You know, there's going to be people with different risk tolerance. So it's like, you know, I may say, eh, I don't like this deal, but there might be someone else that goes, look, this is right exactly what I was looking for. So I don't go in and say, oh, this deal is going to go in or, or it's not going to go in. Instead, so we do, we do some due diligence on the sponsor themselves, just make sure, you know, that they look legitimate. I mean, obviously, we don't want to uh, give access to our club to, to someone that we can tell is going to try to take advantage of people. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, but in general, it's, you know, we'll put it in front of the club and let's and see what people decide. And, so, mm-hmm. and that's where the club works. So basically, it goes in front of the club and people start asking questions. So, and it's a very powerful thing. Like I said, with that many people, they can very, very quickly surface, you know, problems and issues mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, you know, so ask certain rounds of questions and, and, and just kind of go from there. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know, I did know, cause there are similar clubs, but you know, like, like, uh, the deal has to be at least 10 million or, you know, 5 million, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, um, no, there's no requirement for that, like a minimum size or anything like that. Is there a minimum to get into your platform on the investor side, is there, you have to put at least $50,000 into, or do you, well, let's talk about, um, you know, as, as we go through this, you just all, more, more and more of these questions pop in. Um, what does it take to get into the club on the investor side? How do I get involved? Well, okay. So, yes. Yeah. So, so the main thing to be an investor. Okay. So, so you understand the reason why it's like, we don't, the most important thing is that we get honest discussion in the club and we don't want sponsor A coming in and pretending they're an investor and bad mouthing sponsor B mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? And just messing it up. So, so rule number one actually is, you know, anyone that's a sponsor, they cannot participate as an investor. We just, we cut that all out. That way we know if an investor is talking about something, it's real, you know, there's none of the, the backbiting and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so someone has to be an investor, you know, so they can't be a sponsor to come in as on the investor side and then they have to be an accredited investor. But as far as, you know, having like a certain minimum amount, there's no minimum because all the deals, there's so many, I mean, there's some that have a $1,000 minimum or a $500 minimum. There's not a lot, but there's a few. So, you know, so we're not going to set, you know, any sort of minimum. It's, you know, whatever people are interested in, they can find. And is it, um, is there a fee to join? Is there are uh, royalties paid? Or, you know, uh, you know, or can you uh, you just sign up and start investing on the platform? Yeah, there, there there's there's no fee to join. There's no fees to be referred to the sponsors, and we don't charge the sponsors to bring the investors. So so these are like really important things, and it's kind of weird because yeah. most clubs don't work that way. Yeah. So, uh, but but it's important because so. I retired, right? So, you know, I retired. My main goal is to be able to get good deals. And, and that's my goal. I want to help my own investments the best. Yeah. So, <laughs> right? So yep. the best way to do that is to grow the club as, as big as possible. And that's why there's no there's no fees or membership fees to join the club. And we don't say, oh, well, we're going to take a fee every single time we refer an investor over to a sponsor, which is the way most of them work. Because then there's a little bit of a conflict of interest because then we're like promoting certain sponsors mm-hmm. and we don't want to be in that position. We just want to be in a place where, you know, everything is just like very transparent. 
you know, here, here's the information. If you, if you want to go invest, that's great. If not, it's not like we're losing money. So, you know, it's, it's, it, everyone understands what's going on. It's very transparent, no conflicts of interest. Um, so, so, so we don't charge for any of those things. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I think that that was an important thing to, to mention. Um, and, you know, I, I smile because it's, that it's such an entrepreneurial thing to say is, is, you know, I'm creating this entire platform in, in order to help me find ways to invest, <laughs> you know, so I'm giggling, I'm like going, that's just, it, that's so awesome. It's so perfect. You know, the things that I've done, you know, it's just this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm helping other people, but I'm also getting ideas myself. You know, there's, there's always yeah. it, with the entrepreneur mind, there's some little bit of a selfish intent and in a lot of things, but if you, if you can help a lot of people, but also help yourself, then it's a win-win on everything, you know, Perfect. every side. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I was, I was giggling about that. Um, okay. Can someone, and this is, going to be selfish on my part because I may want to do both sides. Can someone be an investor and then stop being an investor and then go into being a sponsor or is it all in on one or the other? It, it, it's all in on one or the other. And, and basically, and we have people that will be like, you know what? Hey, I, I was an investor, but now I'm, I'm doing syndications now. So <laughs> I, I want to switch over. So, we switch them over to a sponsor account, but they can't be both just because it's too difficult to say, Hey, I'm going to take off my, my sponsor hat. I got to yeah. put on my investor hat right now. And then we would have to like monitor people and we don't want to have to do that. So okay. we just keep it very clean. One or the other. Okay. That, that makes sense. I, I wanted to know, cause it's like, Hmm, you know, do I put my next hotel deal or, or another thing, but right. then or, I or, may or want play. to invest in, royalties you know so i was like going how can i yes, do yeah <laughs> unfortunately there's no way to be bold yeah that's 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 okay um any other thing you know you you started this i think uh you i was looking in 2015 and it is it's really i would say just an organic way for passive investors. And, you know, if, if you're listening, everyone, uh, I think most of our listeners are passive investors. It's a great way to go in. And now once you're a member, does it break down? Okay, these are the royalty ones, you know, are the different tabs? How, how is it? How can they browse and find and, and how's it set? You know, because I'm not a member, I don't see what how it yeah. looks like inside. Um, so I sign up the, the today. Biggest, yeah. Mm -hmm. The biggest breakdown is by the type of investor, because like if you are accredited and you're not a qualified client, nothing's more annoying than seeing all the qualified client deals that you can't get into. So, um, so the, the first breakout is just basically by the type of investor that it's in. Mm -hmm. And, and there aren't too many breakouts as far as like categories, but people can do searches. So, mm -hmm. and there's also like a feature where people can say, Oh, well, what are the, what are the most popular things that other people are investing? And I just want to kind of check those out and kind of see so they can do that. There's also like a page of specials. So it's like the sponsors that have given a special deal to the club. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will start there when they're new and say, oh, well, hey, I'll at least look at what the specials are. 
So there's kind of a, a, several different ways that someone that's new can kind of get used to it. And it can be a lot at first because there's just, there's a lot of, of deals out there. Okay. And, you know, to wrap up a little bit uh, and, and let everyone know, it's 4,500 plus members, over mm -hmm. $8.3 in counting and investable assets. Um, I know that, you know, you're getting noticed because I, um, I think I was reading that you were featured in USA Today, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal. So, you know, everybody, this is not somebody that is just created website say hey you know get you know <laughs> let's rush something in so you know you're vetted and and Thank you're you. extremely experienced uh, how can people find you what is the website uh, the easiest way is to go right to uh, privateinvestorclub.com or if someone wants to, they can actually go to that other site I was talking to you about, realestatecrowdfundingreview.com, but that's a big, long name. So probably privateinvestorclub.com is easier. All right. And uh, Ian, I appreciate your time. This has been wonderful. I think that everyone will be extremely excited to uh, check this out. And, you know, I'm going to have to make a big decision. It's like, Okay, what side do I want to be on? Um, but I appreciate the time and thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Richard Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichardgeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.